Father, we thank you today in the name of Jesus. We thank you for healing school today. Now as we look to you, the greater one, touch your people, cause them to hear, see, and understand like they never have before. We pray that people are healed everywhere under the sound of our voice today. So we thank you and we praise you for it. We believe you for it now. In Jesus' name, amen. All right. This is a part two from last week. Now you're going to uh, be blessed again on today. I can tell you that right now. And then there's some things we're going to say to you. And we want you to pay attention to words so you can really, really catch them. Okay? Okay, Helen, we can pick it up in point two. Today we are still talking about watch your words. And this is point two of watch your word. So we can take it up right where we left off that. I'm going to be reading from the notes. Um, uh, these are the notes um, that we were looking at last Saturday. And it, some of the notes we've shared already, but I'm going to pick it up right here where we left off. Have you ever been stamping documents with your signet ring that are unrighteous. Uh, you, you can stop me wherever you'd like me to stop with your notes. Okay. Step back Keep and going. think about the things you say. Don't say, well, I've tried that safe stuff, but it hasn't worked. Don't say you don't trust God or you're not seeing results. Make sure that you're not decreeing junk. It doesn't matter if you go to church and sing and say in Jesus' name, what are you saying at 3 a.m.? When they're coming the next day to shut off your electricity. So what are you saying about thy sickness when it tries to come against you? What are you decreeing and declaring about your marriage, your children, your job, your finances? Proverbs 18 and 21 in the Message Bible says, Words kill. Words give life. They're either poison or food. You choose. Let's pause right there for a second. Again, Death and life is in the power of your tongue. Pay attention to words now. 
words kill or words what? Give life. They kill or they give life. It's your words. Now, Helen, I'm going to throw the scripture in here. It's Genesis chapter 2 and uh, verse 7. And it talks about, And the Lord God formed man from the dust of the ground and breathed into uh, his nostrils the breath of life, and man became a living soul. Now, in the Hebrew, in the original text, it doesn't say he became a living soul. It says he become another speaking spirit just like God. Did y'all catch that? He become another speaking spirit just like God. That's what it says in the Hebrew. In the original text. What are we saying here? Your words. Is everything. What you say. Will show up. Why? You just saw it. He made you. Another. Speaking spirit. Just like. Himself. And this is the Hebrew translation in the original text. Now, God gave mankind his words. See, God did not uh, create mankind to be a servant in the earth. But he created him to be a ruler, to be a lord over all creation. He created the man and woman and he put them over everything. So when you talk about words, words were originally for creation then communication. Are you, you following us here? They were more for creation than communication. So what are we saying? We are saying that we become speaking spirits just like God. So if God spoke, let there be, we should be able to speak, let there be. So you got to understand what is the biggest difference between us and God is that we are not sovereign. So what do I do? I mean by that. It means you have an overlord, and God is your father. And that if you separate from the father, you are going to die. Just like if you separate the fish from the water, what's going to happen? You're going to die. See, that's your life support. So other than that, you are to think like him. You are to talk like him. Act like him. Yes. Believe like him. Everything is like him. What do you say, Helen? 
Amen. Amen. Okay. We can pick it back up. Jesus showed us this in Mark 11 when he cursed the fig tree and it died. Your words are just as binding as his. You must be careful. You will walk in exactly what you decree. Yeah. And see, that's what God. we just said. God said, let there be. And it was. It showed up when he said it. Our words are the same. When we say, well, man, my feet killing me. Do you really want your feet to kill you? So you say, oh, well, that's just an expression, you know, we use. But God didn't design the system that way. He designed the system so you can have, watch this, whatever you say. Oh, I was just joking. Now, let me tell you about that. You can deceive your heart. See, every word you speak are thieves. You can deceive your heart. Your heart don't know what you mean anymore because you won't say what you mean and mean what you say. Oh, that was what, what that was just a colloquial expression. Oh, I was just kidding. You see the danger in that? He said, you will have whatsoever, whatsoever you say. Again, your words are binding just like God. Okay, we can pick it up. You must be careful. You will walk in exactly what you say, what you decree. There it is. God gave you the key. The authority is in your hand. James 3 tells us that we are setting the course of our lives with our words. But most people have no clue how this works. They're trying to get to one place and end up somewhere else and they wonder why. It's like setting our it's like setting out for London and ending up in the Philippines. You're the one steering the ship. If you end up shipwrecked on shores you didn't intend to go to is because you decreed it. Mm -hmm. The Bible tells us the Bible tells us that we have the crown and that we are seated with Christ in heavenly places. But with that authority comes responsibility. Yes. Now let's pause right there again. 
Who have the crown? We do. You have the, uh, sp the spiritual authority. You see, in St. John chapter 6 and verse 63, this is what Jesus said. Jesus said, it's the spirit that quicken it. It's the what? It's the spirit that quicken it. The flesh profit nothing. Now, here we go. He went on to say, the words that I speak unto you, they are spirit and they are life. We are talking about this morning, watch your words. Again, Jesus said, the words that I speak unto you, they are spirit and they are life. Now, you got to understand, and you need to know, the spirit world controls the natural world. All right? It controls everything in the earth is controlled by the spirit world, which I call cause and effect. Okay? Cause and effect. The spirit world, cause. The natural world, effect. Everything that happened in the spirit realm affects the earth realm, including your health. This is the reason why your word will cause life or death. What you say. Now, this is the reason why you want to say what God said. Because again, Jesus said, the words that I speak unto you, they are spirit. The spirit world dominates this natural world. And if you are speaking the word of God, it will dominate every circumstance, every situation that you are having here in the earth. It will affect it. It will cut it off. This is what the spirit of the world does. Now, when you are speaking the word of God, that's why Jesus said what he said. The words that I speak unto you, they are spirit and they are life. The spirit of God, let's put it this way. When you are speaking the word of God, somebody say, well, I'm believing God for my healing. And you, those of you who know us, you know what we're going to say next. What scripture are you standing on? All right? Why do we ask that? Because you're not going to be healed by the power of God without the word of God. It's not going to happen. You need the word of God, which is the power of God. In Luke chapter 1 and verse 37, it tells you no word of God is void of power. 
not one. The word of God, it has power and it is power. And when you release it in faith, it will affect whatever dilemma that you are facing. Now, here's what you want to really find out here. It's like a plant or a tree. Every plant, every tree, it has roots. But the roots, for the most part, are underneath the ground. You can't see it. Now, if you remember in Mark chapter 11, would Jesus curse that fig tree? And that tree withered up and died. And Peter brought it to Jesus' attention. Master, that tree that you cursed yesterday, look at it. Pay attention to words. That tree that you cursed yesterday, it's withered up and died. And Jesus said, have faith in God. And he goes on to tell you in verse 23, if you speak to your mountain, in other words, the sickness, the disease, the problem, whatever it is, if you speak to it in faith, yours will dry up too. Now here's what I want you to catch. It will dry up from the root if you speak the word of God in faith. If you speak the word of God expecting. Cancer keep coming back because it's not cut off from the root. Heart trouble keep coming back because you left the root cause there. Stay with me here. The doctors prescribe different medication. That medication is not designed to heal you. You need to know that. Look at Jesus when he spoke to that woman who had the issue of blood. Daughter, you be of good cheer for your faith have made you what? Have made you whole. Have made you whole. Whole mean nothing missing and nothing broken. Her issue of blood dried up. It left her immediately. And it didn't come back. Why? Her faith cut it off from the root. Her faith got to the root cause. I hope you're catching this. It got to the root cause. It moved it all together. That's like our sins. Somebody said, well, the Lord atoned our sins. No, he didn't. If you read Colossians chapter 2, you will see where 
He cut it off from the roots. It's not coming back. Jesus is not going to the cross again. He's not going to the whipping post again. He did it once and for all time. The priests had to keep going in there once a year for his sins in the people. Because it did not move the root cause. But when Jesus came, the second and the last Adam, he got rid of it from the roots. We talk about words here this morning. Jesus said by his stripes, we were healed. Now your body might be telling you something else. But stop considering your body. Remember? Abraham? He was 99 years old and his wife Sarah was 90. The Bible said he considered not his own body now dead. In other words, past making a child. He didn't consider his body. Do y'all see it? He did not consider his body. What did he consider? What the Lord said to him. I have made you. See, I have made you a father of many nations. I have made you. When he told him that he didn't have child the first. But Abraham, against hope, got him some hope. He started believing God. And you know the rest of the story. Here we all are here. Abraham was the first one to believe God. He took God at his word. And that's what you and I have to do today. Take God at his word. Okay, Helen. Okay. The Bible also tells us that we will have to give an account for every careless word we have spoken. It's Matthew chapter 12. Verse 36. Now notice, you we're going to have to do what? Give an account of every word. If it's not faith, you're going to have to give an account for Because the Bible said we're going to have to give an account for every idle word that proceeds out of our mouth. What's an idle word? It's a non-faith working word. It's, it doesn't have any faith to it. Is only kernel in fleshly. Keep going. You will have to give an account for every single careless word you have let come out of your mouth. That That's is. a sobering thought. But think of the other side of it. Think of what you can decrease. 
Don't fear that authority. Rejoice in it. Yeah. Speak the good things. Say yes and amen to every one of God's promises. Decree Notice. provision. Notice, say yes and what? Amen. Because the word of God tells you, let the redeemed of the Lord, that's born again people, let the redeemed of the Lord say so. So if you are not saying, by his stripes I'm healed, and it is so, the devil will give you something else. And people speak it every day. Oh man, I'm just dying to go. Oh, you, you, you see what we're talking about here? You gotta watch your words. Satan is a legalist. And he will hit you up every day with your words. He will accuse you before God with your words. You need to know that. Now, if you repent, will God forgive you? Absolutely. You need to know that too. But here's what I want you to know. Your words set the cornerstone of your life. What sets it? Your words do. Either for life or death. Your words. As I told you, your words are spirit. And they are life. Why? Because you were made in the image of God. You were made in the God class. You have creative power in your tongue. You need to make a note of that. You have creative power. So you can't be made in the image of God, in the likeness of God, and don't have creative power. You do. Okay, continue. And the last uh, sentence in your note says, Decree provision, healing, direction, wisdom, and help. Use your words wisely. And this is so necessary. Use your words, what? Wisely. See, again, every time God said something, he saw exactly what he said. He was teaching us something there. In Genesis chapter 1, and you pick it up in verse 26 and go to 28, you will see. He made us in his image and after his own likeness. And he said, let them. 
I'm going to use them for you here in this prayer school today. Let them have dominion. Let them have authority. And you do. Because he gave it to you. Now again, as you speak, he gave you dominion. He gave you his authority. Remember when Jesus rose from the dead? What did he say? All power is given unto me, both in heaven and in earth. And he said, now you go into all the world. Now we are supposed to be acting like the Father. And many of the people of God are not acting like the Father. Now, let's deal with kernel. Ignorance means you don't know. You never learn these things. And then you got a kernel person. And when I say kernel, we're talking about somebody who basically is living by his aha own natural ability. Uh, human kernel ways. And we prefer to it as kernel. In other words, this person is thinking based only on this world's reality. Now, so whoever is thinking kernelly, you're thinking like the world. But Paul talks about that in 1 Corinthians chapter 3 and verse 1. He talks about that. He said, I, brother, could not speak unto you as spiritual, but as unto kernel, even as unto babes in Christ. He said, I fed you with milk and not with meat, because you were not able to bear it, and yet now you are not able. Why? He said, for you are yet kernel, where there's envy, where there's strife, where there's division. Are you not kernel and walk as men? The Amplified says, walk as mere men. As mere men, which means unchanged men. So you can be born again and be just as criminal. Stay with me here. See, this word kernel has to do with meaty. In other words, you are subject to the flesh and not the spirit. Did you see what I'm saying to you here? But the Bible said, they that are uh, after the flesh mind the things of the flesh. In Romans 8 and 6. But they that mind the things of the spirit are after the spirit. To be kernelly minded is death. But to be spiritually minded is peace. The kernel mind is not subject to the law of God. Neither indeed can be. So they that are in the flesh cannot what? Please God. Did you catch that? Now listen. Let's talk about for a second your five senses. You have the ear for hearing. 
the mouth for tasting, you have the nose for smelling, and you have uh feel. Now this is the five senses. But faith is a sixth sense. So we just named the five senses, but your faith is a sixth sense. It's designed to sense things that you cannot feel, touch, see, taste, hear, smell. See, it's a whole higher level than your senses are. So if you operate in the five senses as a Christian, you're colonel. And if you're a colonel, Satan can always deceive you. Always. But over here, in the sixth sense, which is faith, you can't be. Why? There are two realms. We talked about the realm of the spirit and the realm of the flesh. Cause the spirit effects the flesh. But once you get in the spirit, you can go back to the root cause of everything. Are you hearing me? So here's a person, and this person now wants to receive some things from God. But God does nothing apart from faith. So if you're going to receive it naturally, you must understand that in 1 Corinthians chapter 15, and verse 50, I believe it is, he said, now this I say, brethren, that flesh and blood cannot inherit the kingdom of God. Neither does corruption inherit incorruption. So if I want to receive an inheritance from God and walk in his kingdom, you cannot do it with the five senses. It won't happen. Are you following what I'm saying to you? Now in 1 Peter chapter 1, I believe in verse 3, he says, Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, which according to his abundant mercy have begotten us again to a lively hope through the resurrection of Jesus Christ and from the dead. To an inheritance incorruptible, undefiled, that faded not away, reserved in heaven for you. So you have an inheritance reserved where? in heaven, and it's for you. Do that mean you got to wait till you die and go to heaven? No. You can get it right now. It's just reserved in heaven. But you can have it right now. You can have your healing right now. And the only way you're going to get it is by faith. You can't get it with your five senses. It won't work. No matter how educated you are, you will never get it with that. You have to get it by faith. And this is what people is trying to do. They're trying to get it academically to fix the sickness and disease in their body. But if you want to go to the root, God has designed for it to be fixed only through the blessing the curse is removed. 
And the blessing is a part of your inheritance that you receive by faith. Are you getting what I'm saying to you here? The blessing removes the sickness and disease. Psalms 103. Psalms 103. He tells you about the blessing. He tells you, bless the Lord, O my soul, and forget not all of his what? His benefits. And he goes in there and tells you, who healeth all of your diseases. Every last one of them. But you need to receive it by faith. Again, faith puts you off from the curse. It separates you from the curse. In Galatians chapter 13, I believe it is, Christ have redeemed us from the curse of the law. The blessing is the only thing that moves the curse. Praise God. What do you say, Helen? Praise God. I think all of that is awesome. Uh, what you've been sharing all about uh, the, 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 how we receive our healing and how uh, I do go again on when you were talking about the senses uh, and looking at the natural senses. And when we try to understand spiritual things, from our natural standpoint, it's not going to work because uh, some important things you said in your delivery this morning is that you cannot see things in the spirit. Mm-hmm. They are they are they're invisible. And uh what we try to do is when when you come face to face with spiritual things, if we are not in faith, if we're not born again believers in Christ, if we have not Receive the blessings of God on our lives. Spiritual things are are as if they're not even there because we try to acquire them at the point of contact when the sicknesses come. We try to tap into spiritual things and it doesn't work for us because we're not aware of spiritual the keys that govern spiritual things, mm-hmm. as we as we have been talking about all week, the laws that govern spiritual things must come into play there. And one of the most important laws, spiritual laws, is that you have what you say. Yeah. What we are talking about this morning is watch your words. Watch your words. Um, your words, as you've already 
recorded it uh, and alluded to in your notes, your words will kill you or they will give you life. Yes. Yeah, they will. If we are not aware of God's words, when the unseen attacks you, because the unseen will attack you, the mm -hmm. unseen will attack you. It's not always something that you can see. What we tend to do is we um, we guard against the seen, but the unseen is right there as well, and it will attack you. But your words, even then, your words will deliver you. Your words will kill you or they will give you life. When the unseen attacks you, it's time for you to go into the spirit realm and reach for the very word of God. Yeah. If you do not choose to use the word of God against unseen forces that's coming for your health, it will rob you of your health and try to make you look like you are insane. Well, let me say this to you. God knows your name. He knows what's attacking you. He understands spiritual things. The Bible says God is a spirit. He can see those, those things that have tried to attach itself to you. Those things that come in for your health. Those are those unseen forces that's trying to work against you. God sees and he knows. And that's, that's right. the time when you have to stand firm in your faith. You brought that up too. Five senses versus the faith sense. Yes. Five senses won't work when spiritual forces are attacking us. But your, but your, your, your spiritual knowledge, your spiritual words, it will help you. It may not seem like it is, but it is. That's the time you have to stand firm in your faith. Yes. Stand firm on the word of God. Speak the word of God all the time. And God will deliver you because he's in those words. As we discussed this week, words are containers. God is in every spirit-filled word that you release. He's there. That's right. And so what we have to do is understand the difference between the natural and the spiritual world. They are both very real. Only one is invisible. And because it is invisible, people tend to think that it is not there. People release evil spirits with words. They That's really right. do. And because you cannot see them, they really, you know, there's a lot of damage done in that area because people are not aware of spiritual things that's attacking your body. It comes to attack your body. We're talking about healing school this morning. And you yeah. need to know how to stay healthy both in the natural and both in the spirit realm. You know, it's easy for us to talk about these things. Um, stand guard, you know, speak the word, watch your word, say this and say that. 
the child of God, there is a real world out there. There's a real spirit world that you must always be aware of and be ready to operate in from your place of authority in Christ Jesus. Always be ready. No matter what. And when you do, whatever you're dealing with, whatever attack is in your body this morning, the words of God released in faith, the words of God released in faith. You know, it's one thing to know Psalms 103. Pastor gave you a lot of what scriptures this morning. Galatians 3, 13, Psalms 103, 1 Peter 1. 1 Corinthians 15, 1 Corinthians 1, Genesis 1, Luke 1, John 6, Genesis 2, Luke 11, John 10, <clears throat> Job 22, Psalms 107. All of that's great. It's just words. It's just words. If you are not going to have sight in those words, if you're not going to release those words in sight, mm-hmm. it's not going to work for us. See, even all these scriptures, these are spirits. These are spiritual words. But if we are not going to use them in faith, and what am I saying about that? When you say First John, when you say Psalms 107 and 20, he sent his word and healed me. Guys, you got to believe that. That's right. With the enemy wreaking havoc in your flesh. You have to release that insight. You have to believe that. You know, it's easy to say don't pay attention to the pain. But you are the one suffering that pain. You are the one that's going through that attack in your body right now. You are the one that's that's feeling the headaches. You are the one the doctor has said the cancer is there. You are the one that he said is diabetes. You are the one that he's talking about the bone, bone cancer. And that comes with fear. It has a fear element attached to it. And that's how Satan attacks us. When we hear such negative things like that, it's hard to hear, it's hard to bear. But that's the time when you have to go into your spirit man, not into the Bible, not on the pages of the Bible. That's the time you have to go inside yourself. And pull up these spiritual capsules. Amen. Pull them up out of your heart where you have placed them and begin to speak them in faith. You have to begin to say, Father, I just thank you. Yes, this attack is in my body. But your word, you have sent your word to heal me. And your word, your word is spiritual wisdom. Your word is spiritual medicine. Your word is here for me, and I take it right now. I take it. See, you have to take it. How do you take it? By just doing what we're doing right now. Opening your mouth and saying, Father, I take it right now. Just like you would take medication from a bottle. You have to have some water or something to help get it down. But when you take these spiritual capsules, you get them out of your heart and you speak them in faith. Release it in faith. Don't wait to see a change come in your body as yeah. you speak it. Don't do that because that's not faith. As you speak Psalms 107 to 20, 
Father, you sent your word and healed me. And I believe it. You see, that's faith. And I thank you that you've already healed me. You see, faith is not going to heal you. Faith has already healed you. That's right. Faith has already healed you. And when spiritual, uh, evil spirits attack your body, they know you're already healed. But if you don't know you're already healed, they'll stay there and they will kill you. You don't let that happen. Because you have the weapon. Yes, you do. And the weapon of your warfare, they are not carnal, but they are mighty through God to the pulling down of those strongholds. Those strongholds want to see if you are aware of your weapons. You see it? Your weapon, which is the word of God, is much more powerful than any force that will ever come against you. But you have to get used to using them. Yeah. Sickness, sickness is a spiritual attack. Whether it's physical, whether it's mental, whatever, whatever, it's a spirit, it's a tax on your body. And the first place he tries to work is affect your mind to make you think you're not going to be healed. Satan will tell you that. Oh, you're not going to get your healing this time. That's the time to open your mouth and say, I don't have to get it. Jesus got it for me. That's right. Yeah. And then give him the scripture where that's found. Tell him. In First Peter 2, 24, it says, Through his own self, Jesus Christ, bear my sins in his own body on the tree as on an altar. He offered himself on it that I call your name might die and cease to exist to sin. Live unto righteousness. And by his stripes, I was healed. See, that's past tense. You, you got to fight the devil like that. By his stripes, I was healed. Satan recognizes God's word. He does. And he, and, and when he see it coming out of your mouth in faith, he's gonna run. He's gonna flee from you. Because he knows he does not have a chance. He, he cannot stand in the same place with the word of God. Mm-hmm. He can't stay there. Satan is no match for, for the word of God. Now, me, myself, I'm no match for him by myself. But but with the, with the word of God, I can do all things. And you can too. You can't fight the devil with just your feelings. And your emotion. You can't fight the devil. Satan went up against Jesus. So if he attacked Jesus, child of God, what do you think he's going to do you? He's going to attack you. But you, just like Jesus said, because I have overcome the world, he said you can overcome too. So don't be afraid. I have overcome the world. And you will too. Because greater is he. That is in you. That sickness that's trying to take you out right now. You got to think about what Jesus said about it. He said, by the stripes, by his stripes, you were healed. Not going to be healed. You were healed. Satan yeah. is the one that's trying to steal your healing. 
You got to get to the place where you begin to tell him, no, I don't have to get it. Jesus got it for me. And child of God, you got to believe that. Because if it is written, it's already done. That's right. If it is written, it is already done. And that's why it's vitally important for you to find out what is written. Mm -hmm. And begin to speak that. Begin to say what is written. Again, I stress, it's okay to know a bunch of scriptures. But if you're not releasing your faith in those scriptures, it's just like saying, twinkle, twinkle, little star, how I wonder what you are. It has no power. But when Satan comes to attack you in the midnight hour, and when he's sending sickness to you, the Bible says in, in Psalms 91, you know, the, 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 the evil that fly at noonday. Yeah, it's, it's all around you. Yeah. But he said, be, be not afraid of that. See, so we must pay attention to words. We must, guys, watch our words. That's on the offense and on the defense. Watch your words. Words, you can release words that will affect your body, or you can release words that will give life to your body. You need to watch yes. your words. Amen. When Satan comes yes. to attack you, never give in and say, well, I have this, and I have that, and I have, yes, it's a fact that it is in your body. But here's the truth. It has no right to be there. Satan has always tried to enter into a place where he has no right to be. You are a born again believer in Christ. He's attacking you because of your stand for Christ. He's attacking you because you are a Christian. Mm -hmm. But he has no legal right to be there because of what Jesus did. And if we are not aware of that, he will stay there. He will rob us. As, as it says in John 10, 10, he comes to rob, kill, steal, and destroy. Yeah. But you have, you have the authority to stop. Amen. But you must watch your words. Praise God. Well, amen. Now, I trusted that bless you today.